I'm gonna make him an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is. You do not talk about Michael. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the best movies you've never seen. Uh, and Happy New Year. We are recording this in early uh, early January. Uh, apologies for not having an episode up uh, just before Christmas or just after Christmas. Uh, my father passed away a couple of weeks ago and we uh, decided to take a little break. But we're back now. Uh, I'm Stephen Fennick, joined by my great friend Trevor Long, educating him about movies. And yet this, Slowly. again, another film that uh, <laughs> that that uh, I'll just tell you now, I never saw it at the movies. It came out in 1946. <laughs> okay. It is. Uh, it's a wonderful life. And this was initially yeah, quick our... Quick poll of the audience. No one's ever heard of it. Yes, that's right. This was initially going to be our Christmas movie, but yep. we've, we've pressed on with it because it's all Christmas period. Well, I so. think that's a debate for uh, later in the show too. Okay. Well, the, the, you're not going to do a diehard on yeah, me and I say this 100%. is... Yeah, 100%. I'm calling it early. This is a Christmas movie. It's just a Christmas time. Okay. All right. We'll discuss it later. Well, It's a Wonderful Life, everyone knows, released in 1946, so definitely didn't see it at the movies, starring James Stewart and Donna Reed. Directed by the incomparable Frank Capra, a very famous director. And look, it is, I say, a Christmas movie. It was ranked as the number one most inspirational movie of all time by the American Film Institute in 2006. Inspirational. Yeah, really movie. interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a great list to be on. And director Frank Capra often was often quoted as saying this was one of his his favorite film wow. that he created. And I Pretty assume big. he's got a decent catalogue. Absolutely. Uh what about so you have you've heard of this but not seen it. So. I only heard about it because you told me to watch it. <laughs> mate, that is it. That's normally what happens, isn't oh, it? Oh, I've mate, if someone said to me, you know, millionaire question is it's a wonderful life, a, a book, a movie, a oh. TV show or a you know, computer game, I would have said T V show. Wow. Feels okay. like a TV show title. Wow. So the, you've never seen it, but you had – so was that mean you got zero impression? Zero. Or, Nothing. right? Wow. In fact, it, I'm kind of glad you told me it was like a black and white. Yes. So that I came I came into the, the search on Fetch knowing yes. that I was looking for an old – ye oldie classic. Yeah. It has, there has been colorized. It was oh, a bit, really? bit controversial when it was colorized because, you know, you can still watch the black and white version if you want. 
I actually watched the colour version for this. Really? And it really didn't add anything to the movie. It just made, I think, oh, okay, he's wearing a green jumper. I in, think watching a black yeah. and white is a brilliant yeah. thing because it, it makes, it, it, it brings out the performance. Because you think about it, right? They There's still some great the filmmaking in this, by the oh, way. Brilliant. No, Frank Capra's a great director. But you think about it, we did Wizard of Oz, which yeah. came out in 1939. Oh, and that so was this color. was a choice. So yeah. the, this was so could it have been a financial then, choice? It was a budgetary choice, yeah. I think, as well. But it's a, it's also today it's more an artistic choice. So there are films released because I mean, today. you mentioned Oppenheimer has these moments. There of, are moments uh, in black and white. Uh, of, yeah, it, and some movies have been a, released in complete movies in black and yeah, white. Right. It's it's a, it's a choice. Okay. Uh, so your impressions were zero. Zero. Nothing. But look, oh, this this movie had five Oscar nominations. Wow. It was nominated for best picture. Uh, was nominated for Best Actor, James Stewart, Best Director, Frank Capra, Best Sound Recording, Best Film Editing. Didn't win one of those what? awards. The, this was the year that the movie The Best Years of Our Lives cleaned up at the uh, the 46 Oscars. And uh, so uh, they came away empty-handed. But there was a BBC TV, uh, the Radio Times, BBC Radio Times, conducted a poll about uh, 10, 15 years ago for the best film to never have won an Oscar. All right. This came second to one of your favourite movies, Shawshank Shawshank Redemption. Wow. Yeah, so Shawshank was named number one uh, best film never to have won an Oscar, and It's a Wonderful Life came in second. Just for the record, just to show how much of a lover of that movie I am, I've downloaded that for for the flight. Have you? Are you going to watch it? Because I just thought, you know what? Wow. I like it. So yeah. as a fallback, it's there for me if it's, I need it. It's like a like a comfort blanket, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Lovely. This movie had a three point seven million dollar budget. It sounds like a lot. At of the money. time, it was decent. But get this right: its initial box office run, it only earned three point three million. Oh, so at the box office, wasn't the biggest success. But over the years, and, and similar, Shawshank. Shawshank no, at the right. box you office was yeah, pretty yeah. pretty tepid. But this one, boom. Uh, over the years, yes. became a cult classic. What happened in the forties and fifties? What happened? Well, to it was it? just what was after the, wind- the war. The no, war but what had were the, just finished. You know, the windowing right. Well, the windowing ten years ago was a movie, then a DVD, yeah. and then digital, whatever. Well, this was just well, back then, theater. That back then it was just theater. Yeah, and there was nothing, and that's it. it until it came onto TV, then right. it was on eventually on television. Okay, and there'd be other th- re-releases theatrically. Yeah, and of course, it. yeah, it's had plenty and of then, releases and it built since up, then, up, up there. Alrighty, this is your last exit before the freeway. We are going to do dive deep into It's a Wonderful Life. But if you haven't seen it, you can catch it on Fetch. Now, if I said to you there was a single box you could put against your TV to watch Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Apple TV+, Plus, Prime, uh, Paramount+, Plus, Stan, YouTube, YouTube Kids, BritBox, Hey You, a bunch of other streaming services, as well as rent and buy movies. Uh, you can watch free-to-air TV, record free-to-air TV, great uh, recording system, great EPG. Uh, for a very small amount of money, like 20 bucks a month, you could get um, internet-streamed TV channels, premium TV channels like ESPN and many more. You'd kind of say to yourself, there's no such box. Well, there is. It's a Fetch fetch TV. The Fetch box, uh, the Fetch Mighty and the Fetch Mini uh, both do all of those things. The only difference being the Mighty allows you to record your uh, your TVs, whether it's the premium channels or your free-to-wear. The Fetch Mini does everything streamed directly from the internet. You can buy Fetch at JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman, the good guys, Bingley, Domain, Joyce Main, and you can get it from internet retailers, uh, internet providers like iPrimus, Aussie Broadband, Ionet, and Telstra. 
and it is simply the all-in-one entertainment box. So it doesn't matter what TV you've got, of course. It'd be great to be hooked up to a Hisense, but you plug this into any TV, old or new, and it becomes the smartest TV you can have with so much content for everyone in the family. If you want to see more, you can check out all the details, movies, TV, everything that's available at fetchtv.com.au or ask your internet provider or your local retailer for Fetch. So you have now joined 99% of the population oh, having on. seen It's a Wonderful There's Life. There's no way it's 99%. <laughs> Don't make me do a poll. <laughs> I think I'd say I'd reckon it'd be 80%. I think it's at best yeah. 70 You reckon? Okay. Still yeah. a high number, though. I think you're living in a movie bubble. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. All right. You've My mum's probably it. seen it. Your mum would have loved this. So what are, you, uh, what are your impressions now? You've seen it for the first time. Uh, so I, was it I said, what you expected? Or um, was there any expectations at all? Not at all. all. Right. No, so because you said – I think you told me – well, you told me we were going to try and do this before Christmas. Yep. Um, so I thought it was going to be extremely Christmassy. I knew it was black and white. Um, I didn't know what to expect because we've, we've only done a couple of black and whites. Yeah. Um, and so I, I came into it thinking really nothing about it and I, and I came out – like if I was going in, I was thinking, you know, Christmas, um, you know, festivities and all that kind of stuff. I didn't get a Christmas vibe out of this movie, okay. right? Let's yep. be clear. I know okay. it's Christmas time. Yes. didn't get a Christmas vibe out of it. But what I found, it, it was much more profound as a movie. There was so much more thought to it. You know, it started, like, I'll be honest with you, it started off real bad for me with the whole stars in the sky thing. And I'm thinking, man, what is going on here? <laughs> the galaxies, actually, I I'll tell you. Whatever, mate. I'm immediately clicking the thing going, oh, I'm only two minutes in. Uh, you know, like, I'm starting to worry. What's Fennec got me into here? Is that what you're saying? But in the end, I... I I thoroughly enjoyed the oh, process. I thoroughly good, enjoyed the good. process. An interesting concept of a movie and not one I can think of. I don't, can't think of a similarity. I was trying to think of a movie that's got a similar yeah, kind of, of vibe to it. Yeah, like a lesson, sort of a, it's a life lesson, sort of a divine yeah. intervention type film. So, yeah. so there's a lot no, to unpack about it, I'm I think. just trying to think of some myself. But, but still, it is, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And your tweet on this one. My tweet on this one is join. Well, should we say your thread on this one? Oh, my thread, thread. yeah, because I'm not going to tweet. Yeah. All my ex. <laughs> Uh, my thread on this one is forget the fact that this is not a Christmas movie. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life, <laughs> says you, is a great story, and you don't even notice it's black and white. Yeah, that's good. Very good. You know, I think I really think that's important to say because oh, yeah. I think well, my kids that it's a black and white. I think movie. my kids would go, oh, "What's this?" Uh, but really? I think because I think that's a put off for a yeah. lot of people. You're gonna you're thinking it's gonna be a bit. Yeah. Hokey or something, but no, not at all. Don't notice it. And I repeat, I did not see this at the movies. It came out <laughs> 22 years before I was born. But I have watched it many times yeah. because I feel it's a wholesome, feel-good movie. Yeah. It, it's uh, There's a lot to take out of it, I think. And you've been a family man yeah. and myself. Mm. I think we, but it resonated with us. Oh, so yeah. much. Yeah. So much. And it was... Uh, there are so many moments in this movie that give you pause for thought. Yeah. Right, right from the start, which yeah. we'll get to, from the whole concept of of just stepping into a in, into a process, but then all the way through, you kind of you're not second guessing much. You're just yeah. you're 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 overthinking in many yeah. ways. Do you know what I mean by that? You're not yeah. second guessing what's happening. You're actually over processing what's happening. Yeah, for much absolutely. of the movie. George Bailey. We'll be diving into that. Let's look at the cast. Speaking of George Bailey, that he was played by James Stewart who was in Vertigo, a really good Kitschok film, which we'll get, we'll get to, Anatomy of a Murder, The Philadelphia Story, and he was in Harvey, won Best Actor Oscar for Harvey. He died in 1997, aged 89. You'll find Solid. that the whole cast has actually passed away. Uh-huh. Donna Reed played Mary Hatch. She was in From Here to Eternity. She won a Best Supporting Actress Oscar for that. She was also in Beyond Mombasa, and she also had her own TV show, The Donna Reed Show. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, Actually, she, that rings a bell. Yeah, she died in 1986, aged just 64. Hmm. So. Uh, and just just for the record, too, James Stewart. So he he's George Bailey. Hmm. The he plays George Bailey from age twenty one to thirty eight. Yeah. And Donna Do, Donna Reed plays Mary from age eighteen to thirty five. Hmm. Now, in reality, when they were filming, uh, just James Stewart was thirty eight, and Donna Reed was twenty five. Right. So she had to play a little bit older. Older. And, and he younger. had to play kind Most, of his mostly, own age. Yeah. yeah. Mostly his own age. Did you also notice Mr. Potter was played by Lionel Barrymore? Does that name ring a bell? Yeah, Barrymore. Well, it's probably Drew's dad. It's Drew's uncle. Uncle. Yeah. Okay. He died in 1954, age 76. Oh, oh of course. And he was in a film, there, yes. You Can't Take It With You. Key Largo. He also won the Best Actor Oscar for A Free Soul. So solid credentials yeah, that, for the yeah. cast there, Oscar winners all through. Speaking of through, the run-through, we're going to get to that in a second, but before we do that, let's talk about Hisense and what a great TV to watch these great movies on. And let's talk about their Mini LED XTV. This is their flagship Mini LED TV, available in 75-inch and 85-inch. Mini LED X uses their brand-new backlighting technology, and it uses their it combines with their ULED technology with quantum dot. So you're getting amazing visuals with unparalleled, unparalleled lifelike contrast and colors. But the at, at the heart, beating at the heart of this TV is the High View Engine X. This is High Sense state of the art. It's a, it's it's powered by AI technology. Basically simulates the human brain to process and optimize the image and sound quality to give you the best possible outcome. The Dynamic X display elevates your viewing pleasure and enhances the picture quality so you get a flawless, captivating visual experience. It also has Dolby Vision IQ and HDR10+, so this helps with the contrast and picture quality. You also have dynamic tone mapping as well, so the picture you're looking at gives you is brilliant and it just enhances the whole experience. Now, that's just on the visual side. On the audio side, you've got Cinestage X 4.1.2 surround from the TV. So out of the box, this TV looks great and also sounds great. So you're getting the soundbar style quality out of the TV. And if you're a gamer or love your sport, there's gaming mode, there's also sports mode, so it'll feel like you're there at the game. Don't take our word for it. Head down to a store, stand in front of the Hisense Mini LED XTV, see the quality for yourself or check them out at hisense.com.au. Boom. Okay, uh, well, I do like when a movie sort of sets up a little intro. Mm. It talks about sort of what's going to happen or it talks about the main character, and that's exactly what this does. I owe everything to George Bailey. Help him, dear father. Joseph, Jesus, and Mary, help my friend, Mr. Bailey. Help my son, George, tonight. He never thinks about himself, God. That's why he's in trouble. George is a good guy. Give him a break, God. I love him, dear Lord. Watch over him tonight. Please, God, something's the matter with Daddy. Please bring Daddy back. So immediately you're thinking, okay, George Bailey, he's in trouble. Yeah. People are praying and asking for for help for yep. him. And then he's we loved. see the the bit that you love, the the star fields. Mm. And look, I've got to say, the first time I saw this, had no idea what I was looking at there. Right, but now, now that I'm an astro, I'm into <laughs> astronomy. That what we were looking at there is what they call Stefan's Quintet. That's a group of five galaxies. The three main galaxies they made 
uh, the, the the talking but the angels and Clarence yes. and all that between them. So um, and those galaxies are between two hundred and ten and three hundred and forty million light years. From can Earth. you spot them? Uh, yes, I can. Yeah, I photographed them. Yeah, they're a long way away though. But that that was the first wow. frame of uh, of the movie. And but then the angels in heaven are discussing, uh, as we heard, someone named George Bailey, and then we're introduced to Clarence. Hello, Joseph. Trouble? Looks like we'll have to send someone down. A lot of people asking for help for a man named George Bailey. George Bailey? Yes, tonight's his crucial night, you're right. We'll have to send someone down immediately. Whose turn is it? That's why I came to see you, sir. It's that clockmaker's turn again. Oh, Clarence hasn't got his wings yet, has he? We've passed him up right along. Because you know, sir, he's got the IQ of a rabbit. Yes, but he's got the faith of a child. Simple. Joseph, send for Clarence. So at this point, mm. what are you thinking, what am I watching here? Yes, 100%. Right. I'm not in at this point. I've got yeah. I've got blinking lights coming out <laughs> of galaxies. <laughs> um, I get the gist, you know. Right. There's there's prayers to heaven. At, right. I'm actually at this point thinking, okay, so I'll, I'll cut them some slack. It's the 40s. How else do you film heaven, right? Yeah. And also, yeah. to give them credit, I couldn't think of a better way. Yeah. Like if you think about it, the other option is to um, have a cloud to personify or... each of these yeah. angels or people and have them in a cloud-like scenario and have them having that conversation. I actually yeah. think that that's the wrong way to do it. Yeah. I'm not a believer. but For the time, I thought it was a good idea. They, they no, did a pretty good job. But that's what I'm yeah. saying. For the time... And yeah. still now, I just it just graphically would have and been done. Differently. Did you before this? We will see uh, towards the end of the movie where when the bells and that means an angel get there. Had no, you ever heard of never that? Heard that You've never heard life. that before. Never heard that. Okay, no. that's where it comes from. Just so you know, I, the, the movie the movie <laughs> is, is where it comes, comes from? from. Yeah, well, that's what. So it didn't I, exist I, before I've this. I've not heard that until this movie. For, I saw this movie. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So the senior angels promise Clarence will get his wings if he succeeds. Mm. And so what then and, and it's only this watch that I realized that the movie is them showing, showing George Clarence, Bailey's yes. life to Clarence. Yeah, no, I got that even, straight away. There's even voiceovers during the movie said, Oh, here's the part where he, he his younger brother gets hurt, he saves his so yes, because they this say is for him. They say basically, I, I might have missed it or I might be ahead of myself here, but it doesn't matter. They 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 say that at ten forty five you know, he's yeah. going to be that critical moment. They don't. Yeah. I don't think they explicitly say he's going to kill himself. Well, early on in that bit of audio, we said, "Oh, yeah, this is his night. His, this never, is his yeah. night." But they so, don't explicitly say no. what that means. But they 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 tell Clarence they're going to send him down yeah. an hour beforehand. But you've got to quickly learn everything you need to know. So, so this is his. He's going to come into his life an hour beforehand, and here after we go. Seeing all of this, press play. Yes, we're okay. going to tell you now. And so that's what I got. I got that yeah. we were following along. Yeah. The, well, that's exactly what it was. The videotape highlights of George Bailey's there life, and it. I thought it was done very well because you know he's there with his um with, with his brother. He yep saves his brother. He does. From... He, they're sliding down on the shovels, and uh, he's I think which his looks goes, really cool by the way. Goes through the ice. Yeah, his brother goes just a bit too far yeah. apart where everyone else went, and yeah. and fell on on thin ice, and he's and George jumps in. Yep. and they explain he gets that's an where infection he lost in his, his ear and loses yeah. hearing in his in his left ear. Uh, then we see him them heading because he's, he's got an after school job at the pharmacy. Yep. So they're on their way there. But then they see Henry F. Potter, who's described by the voiceover as the meanest, richest, and meanest man in the county. Mm, mm. George uh, gets yelled at for being late. 
Yeah. But there is uh, Mary and Violet at the counter. Did you realise these two little girls are who he sees later on? I realise at least one of them. He ends were, up yeah, marrying yeah, yeah. Mary, and Violet is the one, you know, the one with the puts yes. on the really nice gear and walks down the street. You know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mary's trying to think about what she wants to have, and George suggests, "Oh, what about some coconut?" Remember, and he he pulls out this National Geographic, so you can tell immediately he's sort of. He's reading up on all these exotic places around the world that he wants yes. to visit one day. Yes. Uh, George Which is also not an uncommon sees... thing in, in anything American. You see a lot yeah. of these. In fact, uh, there's other movies we'll do that, yeah. that are all about breaking out of the town. Oh, yeah. Do you know Plenty what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah. a common thing. Plenty to, of them. Absolutely. I don't want to be stuck here for they the They don't want to be stuck life. in a small town. Mm. And that, that was exactly, that's a good point. It's exactly George Bailey's goal yes. is to get out of Bedford Falls and see the world. And yeah. We, we, we know that he doesn't succeed at that, yeah. but he succeeds at something else. Yeah. Uh, so at, he sees here, do you remember when he picks up the telegram? And he sees that his son, Mr. Gower's son, Robert, dying suddenly of influenza. Mm. So this was around the time of the Spanish flu pandemic, which was around 1919. And it was the second year of the Spanish flu. They, they reckon it claimed up to 50 million lives mm. worldwide. So you know how we had the COVID pandemic and yep. they were talking about 100 years ago. This was what happened yes. 100 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, George told to go deliver his capsules uh, and he, he can see that Mr. Gower's upset I'll about be honest, something. Most yeah. of this pharmacy bit yeah. completely passed me by. Really? I found it very hard to understand what was going on. Okay. Because he, he's told to deliver the capsules, uh, but then on his way he goes to see his dad – at the building alone, and this is when we first meet Mr. Potter. All I'm asking for is 30 days more. Uh, just a minute, son. Just 30 short days. I'll dig up that 5,000 somehow. Shut me up. Shut me up. Uh, Did you minute. put any real pressure on these people of yours to pay those mortgages? Time's up bad, Mr. Potter. A lot of these people are out of work. Well, foreclosed. I can't do that. These families have children. Uh, They're not my children. But they're somebody's children, Mr. Potter. Are you running a business or a charity war? Well, all Not I'm... with my money. Mr. Potter, what makes you such a hard-skulled character? You have no family, no children. You can't begin to spend all the money you've got. Oh, I suppose I should give it to miserable failures like you and that idiot brother of yours to spend for me. He's not a failure. You John, can't say John. that about my father. Oh, John. You're John. not. You're the biggest man in town. Run along. Bigger than him. Run along. Bigger than everybody. So that was uh, George. Obviously, respects his old man. His old yeah. man from that scene. He's a, he's a very not kind-hearted man. He yeah. can't foreclose. These families yes. have children. You learn straight away. Potter's a real hard ass. He's, he's not a know. banker per se. No. He's he's not really a businessman. You see it yeah. very early. Absolutely right. And uh, so we see uh, on on when George goes back, uh, there's a customer calling the pharmacy about the pills that haven't arrived because George didn't deliver. And uh, George didn't deliver them, but. Uh, he, uh, Mr. Gower, though, beats George, and before George gets a chance to point out his error. Well, why, why didn't you deliver him right away? Don't you know that boy's very sick? Thank you, Rudy, my soul here. You lazy loafer. Mr. Gower, you don't know what you're doing. You put something wrong in those capsules. I know you're on it. Me, you got the telegram and you're upset. You put something bad in those capsules. It wasn't your fault, Mr. Gower. Just look and see what you did. Look at the bottle you took the powder from. It's poison, I tell you, it's poison. I know you feel bad. Oh. Don't hurt my sewer again. Oh, no, Don't no, hurt no, my no. sewer again. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, Mr. Gower, I would never tell anyone. I know you're feeling. I would have felt so. Hope to die, I would. 
And he keeps that promise. He doesn't mm. tell anybody. No, so he's So his father, Mr. Gow, was upset about the death of his son, yep. put, the, put poison actually in the capsules, and luckily he didn't deliver it. He knew something was up. And did oh, you? But that's the thing I didn't get. I didn't understand how George knew he something. Was, he was like, remember at the start. He was watching him put the, put know, the just, powder in the tablet. Was, saw the bottle they I, came from. It all happens. Yeah, you like there's too much focus required to understand yes. everything that's yeah. going on there. I'm trying to hear what Maybe. the girls are saying. Like there's so much going on in that early scene. Yeah, that well, you most knew he's of upset this and he passed sort of, me by. Yeah, but yeah, he so, didn't have his eye on the ball. Clear, yeah. I got the gist, right? But I didn't understand everything that was now, going on. Now, according to uh, and it didn't matter by the way because even at the end of the movie when it comes back up, Mr. Gower then becomes he's just yeah a really good friend of his, but um. They reckoned that H.B. Warner, who played Mr. Gower, was actually drunk during that scene. Oh, wow. Yeah, when he slaps George. Now, his slaps were real. And you know the blood that came out of his ear? No. Also real. Wow. Real blood came. Remember he said, don't hit my sore ear again? Remember he yeah, said that? he's deaf. And the, the blood that you see is oh, real blood. Jesus. And after the scene, sort of similar thing to what happened in the scene actually happened in real life. Warner hugged and comforted the young kid, and young Anderson, the boy, the boy who played, Robert Anderson, who was the kid. Hmm. He uh, hugged him and said, oh, mate, I'm really sorry. <laughs> wow. Wow. Ah, next scene is George all grown up. With Boom. plans to Fast see forward. the world. Yes. He's, uh, remember, he's gifted the suitcase. Yeah. So that he goes from, from Mr. Gower. Yeah. And his name's on it. And he goes to see Mr. Gower and says, Oh, thanks very much. Uh, he goes to see his dad at home before he leaves on his trip. So he's going away. Harry, his younger brother, is having a graduation party. And his dad asks him a pretty important question You wouldn't consider coming back to the building alone, would you? Well, I. I know it's soon to talk about it. No, not Pop. I, I couldn't. I, uh, I couldn't face being cooped up for the rest of my life in a shabby little office. The, no, I'm, I'm sorry, Pop. I didn't mean that. I, but I, it, it's this business of nickels and dimes and spending all your life trying to figure out how to save three cents and like the pipe. I go crazy. I, I want to do something big and something important. You know, George, I feel that in a small way we are doing something important. Satisfying a fundamental urge. It's deep in the race for a man to want his own roof and walls and fireplace. And we're helping him get those things in our shabby little office. I know, Pop. I, I know that. I, I, I wish I felt that uh, I, I've been hoarding pennies like a miser here in order to. Most of my friends have already finished college. I, I just feel like if I didn't get away, I'd bust. So that kind of sets the theme of the film. Is yeah, him and, trying and to get, get out of you're this You're realising this is a young bloke mm. who's, who, who's been helping out. Yeah. He's a good kid. Been the past four years he's been there. He, yeah. He's like, hey, come he's on. He's going to go on a trip. Nah, yeah. I'm, this is me. This is I'm what out, I'm doing. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And his dad sort of says, look, in our own small way, we're doing a bit these big things for these families. Mm. Um, so we see uh, George, uh, next thing he goes to his brother's graduation dance. Yep. And this is where he sees Sam Wainwright, who is now a college graduate. And you know, I love the way, remember even when they were young, whenever they saw each other, they go, hee-haw, remember they'd have their own yeah, little... Yeah, they had their little thing. They'd have their own little, it's like a secret handshake sort of yes. thing. Yeah, that's a good that, That's kind of their little yeah. thing. Um, they go to the graduation. And uh, another friend asks George to dance with his kid sister, Mary. Yeah. And he's thinking, oh, God. Because remember early on he goes, oh, I don't want to die of boredom if I go to this thing. 
But then he spots her, and then the chemistry is immediate, don't you reckon? Like they're, yeah, they, yeah. they're really straight hey. away. I think Mary was talking to some other guy, and, and, and he gets brushed. George goes, "Listen, mate, go see, see you later." Yeah, but I think the chemistry is interesting because there's yeah. the, this is not their first rodeo. They, they've known each other a yeah. long time. Yeah, but she's since, grown up, and she's yeah. thinking, "Well, okay. since the since the store yeah, days, absolutely." Uh, the thing is, though, that they they get into, they, you know, they start dancing the Charleston. They have yeah. a competition and. One of the guys, I think one of the guys, the guy that got brushed, remember, from that yes, was talking to Mary, he goes, yeah. oh, you know there's a pool under here? And, and he presses the and button. And some kid's got the key <laughs> and, he, and it's it's very well done because, yeah. I, hey, it's pretty awesome that the pool just is underneath because it yes. obviously really was because yeah. that was real. Definitely, yeah. Um, but the way they tease it with George oh, you know, yeah, nearly falling goes, off. Yeah, and it's like, he, it's like he doesn't know it's happened, doesn't know it's there and the crowd does. No one yells to stop him I think it's, and then they all fall the, in. The several viewings of this I've seen, I've picked up little things like when, he fall, when they fall fall into the water they actually the, 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 the there's a camera back on them and and they're still they actually dancing. dancing in the water yeah that's that's yeah. the best part about it is they fall in and they yeah. don't they don't scream they, don't, they just go yeah. you know what we're just going to keep Let's dancing just go with it they and did, then we, everyone else jumps in we didn't get tapped on the shoulder we're still dancing yeah, that's correct and then everyone else jumps in and remember the remember the, the guy, old guy the old guy thinking oh what are they doing he goes oh well and then he just dives in himself yeah they don't show him diving and they show <laughs> yeah. show him diving Pretending it's very, very well done yeah. correct yeah so uh, they walk home together, and this was you know, they're singing and they're, they're wearing different clothes, remember, because their, their clothes are all wet. Remember, they got stuff out of the locker room. Yep. She's wearing a robe. Yep. And they go past this old house, and he goes, oh, let's let's throw a rock at the... And she's like, no, let's let's throw a rock. Okay, then I'll throw a rock at the old Granville house. Oh, no, don't. I, I love that old house. No, you see, you make a wish and then try and break some glass, and you've got to be a pretty good shot nowadays, too. too oh, no, watch. George, don't. It, it's full of romance, that old place. I'd like to live in it. In that place? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't live in as a ghost. Now watch. It's right in the second floor there, see? What'd you wish, George? Well, not just one wish, a whole hat full. Mary, I know what I'm gonna do tomorrow and the next day and next year and a year after that. I'm shaking the dust of this crummy little town off my feet and I'm gonna see the world. Italy, Greece, the Parthenon, the Colosseum. Then I'm coming back here and go to college and see what they know. And then I'm going to build things. I'm going to build airfields. I'm going to build skyscrapers 100 stories high. I'm going to build bridges a mile long. Well, you going to throw a rock? Hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> now, you're going to love this. Right? You're going to like this. For this scene, Frank Capra to cover Donna Reed's throw, hired a marksman <laughs> to so she would have a throw and the marksman would shoot the window out. But she used to play baseball. Oh. She had a strong arm. That was her throw, real Nailed throw. It. She just went boom and didn't they didn't need the so marksman. So good, yeah. that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it comes along that she loses her robe and mm. hides in a bush. This big, this at this moment, yeah. I'm like, whoa! This What's movie doing? just took yeah. a turn. So George is sort of having a bit of fun with her. Until, though, they, they come flying around the corner in the car and they say, look, your dad's had a stroke and mm. oh, they take him away. Uh, next thing we see, there's a board meeting at the building and loan, and we've, we've discovered that Peter Bailey has died. died. That was a few months earlier. Uh, so that, that initial, them picking him up when yeah. he had the stroke the was a few months The passage of early. time is yeah. well documented without being yeah, it's explicit. Sort of seamless, eh? it's Because good. it's like they, yeah. didn't have the, they didn't have the board meeting the night he died. No, it's it's just not. clear because yeah. there's stuff in the board. They don't need to say it. It's just in the board meeting. Yeah. They talk about how, how George has been running things for the last few months. I think it's yeah. very it's well very done, done, isn't it? You know? Absolutely. 
was why in the 25 years since he and Uncle Billy started this thing, he never once thought of himself. Isn't that right, Uncle Billy? He didn't save enough money to send Harry to school, let alone me. But he did help a few people get out of your slums, Mr. Potter. And what's wrong with that? Probably, here, you're all businessmen here. Don't it make them better citizens? Doesn't it make them better customers? You, you said that they, what'd you say just a minute ago? They, they had to wait and save their money before they even thought of a decent home? Wait, wait for what? Until their children grow up and leave them? Until they're so old and broken down that they, they you know how long it takes a working man to save $5,000? Just remember this, Mr. Potter, that this rabble you're talking about, they do most of the working and paying and living and dying in this community. Well, is it too much to have them work and pay and live and die in a couple of decent rooms and a bath? Anyway, my father didn't think so. People were human beings to him, but to you, a warped, frustrated old man, they're cattle. Well, in my book, he died a much richer man than you'll ever be. I'm not interested in your book. I'm talking about the building and loan. I know very well what you're talking about. You're talking about something you can't get your fingers on, and it's galling you. That's what you're talking about, I know. Well, I, I, I've said too much. I, you're the, you're the board here. You do what you want with this thing. There's just one thing more, though. This town needs this measly one-horse institution, if only to have some place where people can come without crawling to Potter. Come on. Because Potter wanted the place closed. Yeah, he, because he, he, he controls everything. He's on the everything. board. He's Why on the board. He? Yeah. yeah. And, and he does. So he, he, George is leaving. He's, yes. he's left the meeting. He's, he's going to go and do his thing. He's, he's, he served his time to help after his dad's passing, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. He's out, done, Bill. But then they come out and say, no, no, mate, they, they've, they've, they've voted against Potter, but on one condition that, that you've got to stay and run the joint. Yeah. So he's now in this massive moral dilemma, yeah. which is so my dad's heart and soul business yeah. is gone if I leave. And he even gives his uh, the money that he saved up. He gives it uh, his college money to Harry. Harry goes off, comes home with a wife hmm. as well. Uh, he And he finds out too that he, he's – because remember when Harry came back, the plan was for him to then work at the building That's alone. Right. So, but his new wife says, oh, my father's offered him a job. So everything, thinking, George, oh. seriously, he keeps so, waiting yeah. around for everything and everything goes against him That's every what single happened. time. So he, he's sort of feeling he's stuck there again, a new job offered by his – brother's father-in-law so he realizes he's stuck there george uh, is told mary is also back from uh, from college did you know that mary hatch is back from school mm. came back three days ago mm. nice girl mary mm. kind that'll help you find the answers george mm. oh, stop that grunting mm. Can you give me one good reason why you shouldn't call on Mary? Sure, Sam Wainwright. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sam's crazy about Mary. Well, she's not crazy about him. Well, how do you know? Now, what, would she discuss it with him? No. Well, then how do you know? Well, I've got eyes, haven't I? She lights up like a firefly whenever you're around. Oh. Besides, Sam Wainwright's away in New York, and you're here in Bedford Falls. And all's fair in love and war. So George decides to go off to visit. There is there is a funny part here, I think, where his uncle walks out. I think he's a bit drunk and he walks off and there's a big loud noise. The loud noise that George that his uncle, Uncle Billy, makes. Mm -hmm. I think that's in this part. That wasn't actually that was accidental, that la, la, <laughs> that just happened to coincide. I think we'll talk more about that a, a little bit later. But uh George does go to visit. Uh, he actually bumps into Violet on the way, remember? He, uh, on his way oh, to yeah. see Mary and yeah. uh, she's wearing she's turning heads. Um Mary says, oh, look, she said she was homesick. 
And George, did you notice George here was a bit sort of standoffish, even sort of part part rude? Yeah. Did yeah. you did you feel that? Yeah, so. it's very weird. It's a yeah. it's a weird interaction because he this is meant to be a goal that he could well be interested in. He's yep. shown an interest. They've they've had the dance and everything. He goes around to see it and he yeah he's just he's a, a complete bit. prick. Mary, Mary, who's down there with you? It's George Bailey, mother. George Bailey, what's he want? <laughs> I don't know. What do you want? Me? Not a thing. I, I just came in to get war. <laughs> He's making violent love to me, mother. <laughs> That's a wild lie. Don't tell him to go right back home. And don't you leave the house either. Sam Wainwright promised to call you from New York tonight. What's your mother mean? You know, I, I didn't come here to... What did you come here for, then? I don't know. You tell me. You're supposed to be the one that has all the answers. You tell me. Why don't you go home? That's where I'm going. I don't know why I came here in the first place. Good night. Good night. So did you hear the phone ringing in the background? Yeah. That was Sam, Sam Wainwright. Wainwright. He, his friend. And his mum, her mum yeah. knew he was calling. She's yes. like, he's going to call. And she's yeah. like, it's Sam, get on the phone. Yeah. Stop. So mum's obviously a big fan of Sam and not a big fan of George. Yes. And well, Sam's obviously gone off and made, made yeah. his finished college. That's right. Looking like a man in the uh, rich man in the making. Yeah. Mary tells uh, Sam though that George is there, and Sam says, "Oh, put him on the phone. I want to talk to him as well." Um, and she, uh, they talk to him on the phone together, and his his closeness to Mary during the oh, phone they're call. Like, they're like thinking, two centimeters away from him. Yeah, he he sort of he's overcome by her. Now you listen to me. I don't want any plastics, and I don't want any ground floors, and I don't want to get married ever to anyone. You understand that? I want to do what I want to do. And you're... And you're... Oh, George, George, George. Again, another smart passage of passage time. Passage of time, yeah. But that, that was the 1946 equivalent of a sex scene, I reckon, that, that oh, kissing. Mate, <laughs> I, I, to be honest, I was blown away by her line, he's down here making violent, violent love, love to me. To me. <laughs> like for the 40s. Don't you think yeah. that's oh, you think very mother, progressive line, have, uh, I would have thought. Because it's yeah. pre-marriage, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of that yeah. really Well, it was designed me. to shock the mother. And uh, it, I, I, I kind of did. I think I'm it not, worked. Not, not sure. I think yeah, it yeah. worked. But just a bit on that kiss, though. Mm. Now, you've got to remember, James Stewart had just come back from the war. He served in World War II, okay? So this is his first film he made after the war, mm. and it was his first on-screen kiss after the war as well. So the director said they, they wanted to film the scene in one unrehearsed take, and it worked, it worked well, but they cut the embrace uh, because it was getting too passionate, so they, they cut it so that it could get past the senses. Oh. So remember I was saying that that was pretty for that for the time, that passionate kiss was actually a bit racy for the time. So that right. he, he had to rein it in a little bit towards the end. That's why they cut it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So George and Mary are about to go on their honeymoon, mm. but everyone's rushing to the bank. Something's happening at the bank. They find a crowd also outside the building alone, and we discover through Uncle Billy that the bank has called them on their loan. You've got to remember, this is around the time yeah. of the Depression. Mm -hmm. People are worried, and then Potter calls. George, there is a rumour around town that you've closed your doors. Is that true? Oh, well, I'm very glad to hear that. George, are you all right? Do you need any police? Police? What for? 
Well, mobs get pretty ugly sometimes, you know. George, I am going all out to help in this crisis. I have just guaranteed the bank sufficient funds to meet their needs. They will close up for a week and then reopen. Just took over the bank. I may lose a fortune, but I am willing to guarantee your people, too. Just tell them to bring their shares over here, and I will pay 50 cents on the dollar. Oh, you never miss a trick, do you, Potter? Well, you're going to miss this one. If you close your doors before 6 p.m., you will never reopen. So that's uh, that's the challenge. Mm. And so m my understanding is the bank has, because of the depression and the whole thing, they've shut their doors, w fearful that people are going to want to take their money yeah, out. Yeah, and so, again, that was something that I struggled to understand, but then I, I kind of sat with it and thought, okay, so the idea of yeah. shutting your doors is to stop people coming stop and taking, taking the money, money out, back. which makes you yeah. insolvent, et cetera, et cetera, because yep. banking regulations would even back then have stated you needed to have a certain amount of solvency or a certain amount of currency on hand and all that yes. kind of stuff. That's where my head was at because this whole thing of him being – needing to stay open until 6 o'clock yes. in this scene yep. was like, you know, getting to 6 o'clock was a big deal. So it, it, you do need to put yourself in the mind of the, yeah. like, Great Depression. This is Absolutely. so much different to any financial crisis we've had here. This is totally. proper crisis stuff. And he's asking customers to stick by him. That, and word gets out that Potter's offering 50 cents on the dollar. And they're saying, look, 50 cents on the dollar is better than nothing. Yeah. Better than getting nothing. But George says to them, look, we can get through this. He stops them at the door. Yeah. And and then Mary walks in waving two thousand bucks. Remember that was because their they were about money. to leave. Yeah, she comes in and like so. So this is the moment where you realise because yeah. this this could have turned right. Yeah. Could have been Mary going, well, screw you, George, I'm out. Yeah. But this was her buying into his everything. Absolutely. His, his logic, his yep. his passion, yeah. his commitment to the so to the business to the town that happened. He just happened to have two grand ready to go on a honeymoon that he then put back. Well, into remember the, he into was saving alone. his pennies and dimes even yeah. going back. The years for Before his, trip. his father died. Yeah, so correct, he'd yeah. been saving yeah. for years, and this is him putting his savings yeah. into recovering this place and I, I liked in the Great Depression. The scene there was a guy saying, "I want two hundred and seventy dollars." Well, no, whatever you what need you to tide yeah. you over. And one of them takes a lot. One of them goes, yeah, "I'll one take of them the goes, whole I'll lot." I'll take that. And then and then there's a lady that goes, "I just want seventeen dollars fifty. He's like, "Oh," I could, and he doesn't he doesn't say, "I could kiss you," which is the kind of he thing he actually he does, just does. Kiss her. Well, I love funny that. funny you should mention that because when that character, her name was Ellen Corby, who was the character, right. And asked when, when she was asked how much money she needed, Capra, the director, took her aside and just say, say an, on a, a funny, don't say a whole number, say something with sense as well, seventeen fifty. She yeah, ends up yeah. saying, and the act that when when it caught J Jimmy Stewart off guard, and that kiss that he gave her was actually unscripted. Just he just ad libbed it. Yeah, yeah, it's and really it, good. And it really made it. They made it to closing time, yep. 6 p.m. The building loan stays in business. Uh, Mary uh, says, they say, well, where's Mary? Uh, they says, oh, Mrs. Bailey is on the phone. Because remember, and, this uh, is still their wedding this day. Is their wedding this is still, night. Yeah, yeah, they right. should be on their, off on their honeymoon. And so yep. this is a beautiful moment because it's it's him getting a call to the Waldorf and there's no yeah. such thing. So he's like, where am well, I going? The Waldorf's in New York, but they're not going to New York. Understand. They're trying but, to recreate it for them. But he gets taken to this yeah. address and, and, and it's this lovely moment where Mary has united the town to get behind George, essentially, and give him the honeymoon he, he wanted. Remember the night we broke through windows in this old house? This is what I wished for. Hmm. See, that, that, that's what she wished for. That's what she wished for. And that, that was the same house where she broke the window. They were breaking yeah. the windows, right? 
Uh, we do see the Martini family leaving Potter's Field. So that's the, yep. the Potter's slums, slums as, he, as, as George calls uh, and them. And they've built their new house in Bailey Park, which is quite nice. Potter asks George, though, to a meeting. But George Bailey is not a common, ordinary yokel. He is an intelligent, smart, ambitious young man who hates his job who hates the building and loan almost as much as I do. A young man who's been dying to get out on his own ever since he was born. A young man, the smartest one in the crowd, mind you. A young man who has to sit by and watch his friends go places because he's trapped. Yes, sir, trapped into frittering his life away, playing nursemaid to a lot of garlic eaters. (laughs) Do I paint a correct picture or do I exaggerate? That was he, he did actually paint a quite an accurate picture, but then yes. Potter makes him an offer. Well, what's your point, Mr. Potter? My point? My point is I want to hire you. Hire me? Yeah, I want you to manage my affairs, run my properties. George, I'll start you out at $20,000 a year. <laughs> He's literally 20, taken $20,000 a year? You wouldn't mind living in the nicest house in town, buying your wife a lot of fine clothes, a couple of business trips to New York a year, maybe once in a while Europe. You wouldn't mind that, would you, Jones? Would I? You're not talking to somebody else around here, are you? <laughs> you know, th- this is me. You remember me? George Bailey. George Bailey. <laughs> George Bailey, whose ship has just come in. Provided he has enough brains to climb aboard. Well, how about the building and loan? Oh, confounded man, are you <laughs> afraid of success? I'm offering you a three years contract at $20,000 a year starting today. Is it a deal or isn't it? We'll discuss the value of that contract in today's yeah, dollars right, okay, later that's on. But, but, yeah. but I don't, oh, here's the thing. Happy to hear it, but don't need to hear it because it's very clear it's from his money, reaction. Yeah. He this is huge. Yeah, he does say earlier, yeah. take a man. You know, you don't know how well, long it takes to save five thousand dollars and stuff true, like that. So there's true. a bit of context throughout the yeah. movie as well. Now the war. No, sorry, George turns him down and goes home to his wife. Yes, and she also has some news. Why in the world do you ever marry a guy like me? To keep from being an old maid. You could have married Sam Wainwright and anybody else in town. I didn't want to marry anybody else in town. I want my baby to look like you. I didn't even have a honeymoon. I promised you... You what? My baby. Mary, you you on the nest? George Bailey Lasso Stork. (laughs) Lasso's a stork? What do you... You mean... what, you, what is it, a boy or a girl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a, is it a boy or a girl? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so that we know that the uh, they've just started a family as the war begins. Now, many of the men from Bedford Falls, the, there's a little uh, little montage of the yeah. men and where they end up in the war. Yes. George, unfortunately, because not having no, uh, no hearing in his ear, can't join. His brother does, uh, and he gets uh, he gets decorated as well. Uh, then they also uh, next scene is the bank examiner waiting to see George, mm. and this is around the same time that Uncle Billy is about to deposit eight thousand dollars when he sees Potter in the bank, 
and he shows him the newspaper headlines, which is all about Har- Harry. Harry Bailey yep. going to be decorated by the president and all that. Uh, but he mistakenly puts the eight thousand in that newspaper that he shows him. Yeah, and, and I think did you notice I think that? what's no, absolutely, I did, and I think that's what I love about this whole moment of, or arc of the movie, whatever you want to call it, because you see it happen. Yeah. So you see it happen in real time, and, and this this is one of those times where you think, who's going? How's everyone going to react? Like, how is Potter going to react when he, when you realise that it's with him? Yeah. When he realises what it is, like. It's a lot of moral choices here. Like you, I worry about the uncle. What's he going to do yep. because he's done this? So because you see, so rather than oh, we've just lost the money and we don't know where it is, we're going to yeah. reach our steps, or which happens, you know what's happened to the money. Yeah. As a viewer, Potter, Potter's got it. I know what happened. Yeah. I know how it happened. I feel badly for the uncle. Yeah. I'm wondering what Potter's going to do, and I'm wondering well, how George. It's so. It's such a good thing. To know the answer, yeah, it's and huge. second guess, and also you know Potter, the whole movie has wanted to close down the building. That's alone. right. He's thinking this eight thousand dollars they're missing is going to be the final nail in the coffin. Yeah. Unfortunately, as we see what happens, uh, that's not to not to be the case. But uh, we do we do see that uh, Violet's come in. Remember, she yep. comes in and and gets a loan. Billy tells George. About the misplaced eight thousand, and they go to and, retrace. Uh, they, they want to try to retrace where they could possibly he could have put it. And did you put the envelope in your pocket? Yeah, no, no, right. no, maybe, 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 uh, maybe. I don't want any. Maybe we've got to find that money. I'm no good to you, Uncle Billy. Look, do you realize what's going to happen if we don't find it? Listen to me. Do you have any secret hiding place here in the house? Some place you would, some place you hide the money. I'm over the whole house. Even in rooms that have been locked since I lost Laura. Listen, listen to me. Think, think. I can't think, think. anymore, George. I can't think anymore. It hurts. Where's that money, you silly, stupid old fool? Where's that money? Do you realize what this means? It means bankruptcy and scandal and prison. That's what it means. One of us is going to jail. Well, it's not going to be me. This that's is fascinating uh, because that's the you yeah. never see that side of George. Well, well, I'll explain later the consequences of that not having that eight thousand dollars to show sure, to the yeah, bank yeah, examiner. Yeah. But this is like something's broken in George right now. So yeah. you notice he sort of he goes home. Well, and I think he's really I think mean to his family. Is, I think it's because yeah. this is the first time. Like he's he's had to face no, a lot of adversity. That broke the camel's back. That's right. There's yeah. he he sees a way around every other problem before this. Yeah, yes. His way around every other problem, like the bank, the bank, the the building's going to close because he leaves. Well, he stays. Yeah. So all the things that have have faced him, he can solve. This one, yeah, he doesn't have because, like, because I think you're also instilled throughout the movie that his dad worked hard but never made money. He just made a living and and happy families. So you realize George doesn't have five grand or ten grand sitting around. That's right. He's rich on life, not on yeah, finances. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's in trouble right now, and that's what creates his attitude towards everyone and everything, including his family. Yeah, he goes home and notices – Mary notices something's wrong, and then he abuses the whole, Mrs. Uh, Welsh. The Remember, kids. Yeah. She's his sick daughter, and he abuses Mrs. Welsh on the phone. The teacher. Uh, and then I think Mr. Welsh also gets on, gets on the blower. Hello, who's this? Oh, Mr. Welsh. Okay, that's fine, Mr. Wells. Give me a chance to tell you what I really think of your wife. George, Will you George. get out and let me handle this? Hello. Hello. What? Oh, you will, huh? Okay, Mr. Wells. Anytime you think you're man enough, you. Hello. Any. <laughs> uh, 
still hallelujah? How should I know? What do you think I am, a dictionary? Tommy, stop that. Stop it. Janie, haven't you learned that silly tune yet? You play it over and over again. Now stop it. Stop it. Friday. Not good. Yeah, that's not the George we're used to seeing. No, and the kids, this yeah. would be like first time they've ever seen him angry. You, you get the sense. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and uh, Mary too. And uh, George then goes to well, see. His desperation. This is desperate. the only thing he can do is he go and see the bloke see, that offered yeah. him a huge job, then he knocked back. Look at you. You used to be so cocky. You were going to go out and conquer the world. You once called me a warped, frustrated old man. What are you but a warped, frustrated young man? Miserable little clerk crawling in here on your hands and knees and begging for help. No securities, no stocks, no bonds, nothing but a miserable little $500 equity and a life insurance policy. <laughs> You're worth more dead than alive. Mm. Why don't you go to the riffraff you love so much and ask them to let you have 8000 You know why? Because they'd run you out of town on a rail. But I tell you what I'm going to do for you, George, since the uh, state examiner is still here. As a stockholder of the building and loan, I'm going to swear out a warrant for your arrest. Misappropriation of funds, manipulation, malfeasance. See, this is the moment where you're like, a lovely old bloke. Thanks, thanks, yeah, thanks Potter. Mr. Potter. Because when, when George goes there, you come in as a first-time viewer thinking, he, he, I mean, he could... He could give him the money. This could be, this could be a trade-off. It's like, okay, here's the eight thousand, but you're working for me now. You got to yeah. take my job, and it's only yeah. going to be ten grand a year. Like he could have yeah. done, oh, could have so yeah. many other things. But it was all on us. But he thing. went, yeah, he went yeah. nuclear, yeah, on George at this point, which yeah. is just tragic. Which, when watch. you think about it, is probably what ends up saving him in the first place. So in he, theory, yeah, he, he's in the bar. He's praying to God pretty hard yeah. to ask him to be shown the way. And there just happens to be it's in the Mr. bar. Welsh Mr. Welsh is in there. Who he like abused he just on, the abused on the phone. So Mr. Welsh is in the bar, lays him out, mm. uh, unfortunately. George then drives to the bridge, hits a tree. Um, now, I'm going to tell, yeah. tell you something here. Right. As soon as the first splash went into the water, yeah. I knew that was Clarence. Oh. Did you really? Because, because Wow, look at you. Because Clarence was taught how... How yeah. to how to get George to react? Okay, it's brilliant. So good. I didn't have time to get some stylish underwear. Wife gave me this on my last birthday. <laughs> I passed. They're away. in the station drying yeah. out now. I love the reaction just of the said, other bloke. He just said he passed away in that. Yeah. Too. You should read the new book Mark Twain's writing now. <laughs> how did you happen to fall in? I didn't fall in. I jumped in to save George. What? To save me? Well, I did, didn't I? You didn't go through with it, did you? Go through with what? Suicide. Oh, it's against the law to commit suicide around here. That's why. Yeah, it's against the law where I come from, too. Where do you come from? Heaven? <laughs> so good. <laughs> so George is asking Clarence uh, a few the, questions. By, by the way, the reaction yeah. of the other guy in the yeah, room is funny, some of yeah. the best part of this scene. <laughs> What's with you? What would you say just a minute ago? Why'd you want to save me? That's what I was sent down for. I'm your guardian angel. I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Ridiculous of you to think of killing yourself for money. $8,000. Yeah, now, think, just things like that. How do you know that? I told you I'm your guardian angel. I know everything about you. Well, you look about like the kind of an angel I'd get. Sort of a fallen angel, aren't you? What happened to your wings? I haven't worn my wings yet. That's why I'm an angel second class. 
I don't know whether I like it very much being seen around with an angel without any wings. Oh, I've got to earn them. And you'll help me, won't you? Sure, sure. How? By letting me help you. Yeah. Only one way you can help me. You don't happen to have 8,000 bucks on you. Oh, no, no. We don't use money in heaven. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. I keep forgetting that. So what Clarence does here is show George what Bedford Falls would have been like. Because George says something like that. He goes, like, I wish you know, I was never born. I wish I was never yeah. born. And then he's like, hang on a minute. And he looks he looks up as if to say, can I do this? And yeah. he, he you know, essentially channels the uh, the archangels or yes. whatever. And and essentially you can feel, you know exactly what he's going to do. Yeah. Like I could tell instantly what he was going to do was when they walk out, the world would be different. Yes. And the people that he helped were like Mr. Gower comes in. He's a, he's a bum. He's, he's got no money. Cause the place has got a potter's town. Like it's all it's, different. It's really different. And it's but wild it's and rough place. brilliantly done. Yeah. And again, man, I'm telling you, yeah. as a movie from the 40s. Yeah, it's really well Everything from right. the cinematography. Because there's moments in this where yeah. where there's, it's like a trail, like a following camera yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it's is, just yeah. really well done. And they, 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 no one knows him, and he, he finds out that uh, Mr. Gower spent twenty years in jail after because of the capsules. Yep. yep. Uh, and people don't know him, and um, no one in town recognizes him, and he's wondering what the hell's happening. You see, George, you were not there to stop Gower from putting that poison into the capsule. What do you mean I wasn't there? Remember the stick? Hey, what's going on around here? What? What? Well, this ought to be Martini's place. Look, who are you? I told you, George, I'm your guardian angel. Yeah, yeah, I know. You told me that. What else are you? What are you? You a hypnotist? No, of course not. Well, then why am I seeing all these strange things? Don't you understand, George? It's because you were not born. Well, if I wasn't born, who am I? You're nobody. You have no identity. Oh, what do you mean, no identity? My name's George Bailey. There is no George Bailey. Hmm. And so the, the other things he sees here, it's he sees his home, old abandoned home. Mm. Uncle Billy's in an asylum. Mm. He sees his brother Harry's grave because he died yes. in the ice because he wasn't saved. Because no one saved him. Goes to see Mary. She's an old maid. Yes. But she sees you in the bag. Gets, You're my wife. And she yeah. starts screaming. And he basically panicking. assaults her. But yeah. anyway. Exactly right. Yeah. So he decides, you know, before we move on, that scene there reminds me of when in Back to the Future 2, they go back to the alternate 1985 right. yeah, yeah, and everything's yeah. all wrong. Yes. Did you, did yeah, you get true. that feel as well? It's very true. Yeah. Good point. Remember how in Back to the Future 2, Biff's a billionaire, Biff's a billionaire yeah. and his dad's dead and his mum's got the fake, the, she's yeah, married nothing. to Biff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that felt like that to me a True. little bit, don't you? I Very think Back much to the Future so. 2 probably took it from there. I it was think so, yeah. Well before. <laughs> anyway, he goes back to the bridge and asks for Clarence. He uh, he wants his family back. Clarence! Clarence! Help me, Clarence! Get me back! Get me back! I don't care what happens to me! Get me back to my wife and kids! Help me, Clarence, please! Please! I want to live again! I want to live again! I want to live again. Please, God, let me live again. Hey, George! George! You all right? 
Hey, what's the matter? Now get out of here, Bert, or I'll hit you again. Get out of here. What the Sam Hill are you yelling for, George? You... George? Bert, do you know me? Know you? <laughs> you kidding? I've been looking all over town trying to find you. I saw your car piled into that tree down there, and I thought maybe you... Hey, your mouth's bleeding. Are you sure you're all right? What? <laughs> Licks his mouth. Oh, yes, the taste of blood. <laughs> My mouth's bleeding, Bert! My mouth's bleeding! Zuzu's pedals. Zuzu. There they are! Still mm, gave it to him. What do you know about that? Merry Christmas! That's <laughs> very good. That's, and they run, he goes back, remember? So he goes, hello, old movie house. He's yelling he's every, yeah, yeah, everything and everyone, yeah. Goes home to look for his wife and kids. Mary comes home and she tells him what's happened. Come in, George. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Who's gonna come, Daddy? Who's Daddy? Come in, Uncle Billy. Everybody in here. George, 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 they scattered all over town collecting money. Didn't ask any questions, just the Georgian trouble have told me. You what is this? Uh, like it's spread like fair. Another run on the bank? Here you are, George. Merry Christmas. Now, don't, don't push. There we are. The line farms on the right. Merry Christmas. Come in, George. Now, don't push. Now, don't push. Now, don't push. Mr. Martini comes in. So I see that scene mm. as the reverse of the other scene. Remember the scene where the bar had a run on the bank yeah. and all the people were in there right. trying to get their money? Yeah. That's a 100 Well, because that one of the that. guys that comes in was gives the guy him the $247 back. Yes, yes, yeah, so it's a yes. 180 on that scene. It's, mate. Yeah. It but he also you. sees a copy. Remember when Clarence talked yeah, about Tom yeah. Sawyer? He sees a copy of Tom Sawyer. Inside it says, remember... No man is a failure who has friends. Thanks for the wings, Clarence. That's a Christmas present from a very dear friend of mine. Hmm. Look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's right. That's right. And a boy, Clarence. Did you have a little lump in your throat mate. in the end, mate? Oh, there was onions was being cut. <laughs> it was, mate, it was you know, the, the yeah. opening of the book. Yes. And that, like, because it's and a great note, line. Note, yeah. It's a great line. Yeah. Because it's, so this is the thing, and we're going to unpack bits of it, but it, it makes you, it, it just makes you assess so many things, you know? Yeah. It makes yeah. you think about what success is and what exactly matters. Right. And how and important he was in people's lives. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. how, you know, the material things didn't actually matter to any of them, let alone him. Yeah. Um, it was so funny because I, he, I thought yeah. about it. I thought Clarence you know, could have left after saving him yeah. just being wet in the water, right? That yeah. was it. Done. Yeah. Clarence could have just left and it was over. Did Clarence need to show him the alternate reality? Yes, because it meant that yeah. it, he would never need to come back again. Like he, yeah. would, he would put the thought of taking his own life away forever. Yeah. 
Well, he just – see, I think the idea in George Bailey's mind at the start of the film, the, the idea of success for him was getting out of Bedford Falls, building big things That's and right. doing all these massive things. But actually – But he found out that his, his life was a massive success. Success was everything he'd already done, even town. though he yeah. didn't save thousands yeah. of dollars and do anything other than raise a family and, and run a good business. Let's hear some lines. And yeah. there was a scene early in the movie where their maid was sort of listening in on stuff. Uh, remember she remember yeah. when they're talking. Goes, would you like? Why don't <laughs> you just said, take a seat? That? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's uh, one of them. Pop, you want a shock? I think you're a great guy. Why did you hear that, Annie? Hey, <laughs> about time one of you lunkheads said it. <laughs> 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 and this this is an iconic line out of the movie. I think uh, Mary says, "Ah." Oh, uh, George Lasso's stalk, but the initial line was this. What is it you want, Mary? What do you want? You you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. That was a classic, yeah, very she, classic she embroidered line. a little. She, that's right. She uh, had a picture. quilted a little. Uh, even George remember Lasso's when he came moon. over before they were married, he did that. Yeah, she yeah. It was there, and he like, saw it. He didn't acknowledge it that first time. No, he didn't. No, he did not. And I like this line when he asks Clarence uh, his age. How old are you anyway, Clarence? 293 uh, next May. <laughs> Righto. How did that happen? Let's talk about. Yeah. Uh, this is not it's a plot hole, but a major turning point is the $8,000 that's still missing at yeah, the end yeah. of the movie. That's true. Right? Well, it's not anymore because he's been given all the cash. Well, no, the initial eight grand yeah, it's, it's is gone. Uh, the family yeah. and friends have, have came through with the money. Uh, but if or when an audit is performed, they still have to explain what happened to that other eight thousand. Oh, true. So yeah. that uh, the, he's absolutely no, they don't make because the bank examiner was there when all the people well, came in. True. He, he signed off on it basically. But he did. It, this puts him in the same position before he received the addi- ad, uh, the additional money because he had to account for that eight grand that was missing out of the books. So I know they got an additional. Why did to be such a naysayer? Yeah, well, the. Um, Despite there was there wasn't a solid explanation where the money went, and so the assumption would be that it was either stolen or embezzled. Yeah. So there's still and the and Potter well, wouldn't have let him forget that either. Potter wouldn't have let him forget. There's eight grand missing out of the company. Someone who knows very well how to run yeah. the books. I'll tell you how it would have gone down. <laughs> if the bank examiner hadn't have been in the room or in the books, what you do is you would take the eight thousand dollars that everyone donated, yeah. and you would simply take it to the bank and deposit it. Yeah. Okay. And that's the deposit. The money's not missing uh, It then. says here, cash is cash. Building alone doesn't have to explain what happened to the specific bills that were lost. They've just got to have to that's have right. the 8000 on They've just got to put the 8000 in. To keep in. the books accurate. Yes. Yeah, right. Uh, and it's the same thing, the same reason that George can use his 2000 of his honeymoon cash to help keep the bank afloat right. as well. Cash so is cash. Go. Yeah, good point. Now, it is also never shown what happens to Potter um, who attempted to frame Bale, George for the eight grand. Well, right? nothing, because he, he thought he was yeah. out the eight grand, so now, he did nothing wrong. At the time, this caused a bit of a ripple because it was unusual for a film to not tie up loose ends. So this was kind of a loose what end loose that end? wasn't... Well, oh, the, the loose banking. end was that nothing happened to Potter about the oh. eight grand. So the, uh, the Hollywood uh, Motion Picture Association, they, uh, they required that because uh, it, would, it would show that they wanted to show the crime needs to be punished. Oh, my And because Lord. they never showed that, there were, that was an issue. Yeah, <laughs> that was an issue for them. Imagine those people looking at movies today. Yeah. Another little plot hole here. This is a more a continuity thing. Remember after uh, when he's serving Mary her ice cream with mm-hmm. the coconut on it? 
Yeah. And remember, he goes out on his errands and comes back after seeing his dad and his Mary's still sitting at the counter with half a dish of unmelted ice cream. Oh. says she's been there for a while. Okay. Uh, also, too, it was a. Did you see? Seem it was a bit strange that Mr. Welsh was at the bar drinking at Martini's bar. He got on there Christmas pretty quick. Yeah. yeah, remember he was on the phone. Yeah, consoling his wife and he, oh, yeah. mate. So he'd be consoling his wife. She says, "Listen, darling, I'm going for a drink. See you later." And yeah. he's in the bar to bash up George. I, remember mate, that? Honestly, well, he did back, threaten to do it anyway. Back in the day, maybe. Maybe blokes did really just nick off to the bar a lot. Yeah. Now you know <laughs> that scene where Jay, um, George is running through. Hello, the Bedford Falls. I love yeah, you. Yeah. And that was like a snow swept yeah. uh, scene that was actually filmed in a studio on a scorching hot July day. Wow. Would you believe that day? Things you might not know. Uh, Uncle Billy drunkenly leaves the Bailey home. Remember, I told you when yeah. he stumbles into the some. You think he stumbled into some trash cans? Yes. That was actually a crew member dropped a large prop, a large tray of props. Oh, just as he went off screen, and it was perfect. And and uh, Uncle Billy improvised. I'm okay. I'm all right. And it was just a scene they kept in. Brilliant. So he was just supposed to go off screen. Nothing happened. But because of the noise and Frank Capra, so that was brilliant. He gave the bloke who dropped everything a $10 bonus. Home, mate. That was brilliant. Nice. Well done. Nice. Uh, during the filming of the movie, James Stewart, who, remember I told you, came back from World yeah. War II, was a- actively suffering from PTSD. Oh. Yeah. And he really struggled. He had, he had severe depression uh, during the filming of that movie, would you believe? Wow. He told friends that uh, the character, some of the characters, the scenes of George Bailey, Acted out in anger was actually pretty cathartic for him. He sort of it, that remember that yeah, that's anger, yeah, yeah, that yeah, sort of yeah. Helped, that, that was wow. him getting his PTSD out of his system. Sheesh. Uh, Sam, remember he says he made a fortune in plastics while Harry became an engineer yep. at his father's-in-law's glass factory. Uh, this the, those storylines actually came out of director Frank Capra's own education in chemical engineering. Wow. Frank Capra, the director, was a chemical engineer. Jeez. Uh, films prior to this one. To, to create the snow effect, mm. would you believe they used to use cornflakes painted white to simulate snow? Bloody hell. <laughs> They're big snowflakes. But because of this, right, so don't forget that this was an early movie, so 1946, where they're recording the dialogue live. Mm. They said they couldn't do that because it was too noisy. Too the, noisy. Snow, the snow would create too much noise. Yeah. So what they did is they actually developed this new foam material, this firefighting chemical. They used that as with soap and water, and that simulated Silent snow. There you go. Yeah. Huge development at that time. Big time. Uh, the set for Bedford Falls was uh, one of the longest sets ever made for an American movie. It covered four acres of RKO, the, the studio. They had this ranch in Encino and included 75 stores and buildings, a main street, factory district, district and a large residential and slum area. Bloody main hell. street was 300 metres long. Jesus. Yeah, massive. The Martinis, wow. remember the Martini family? Mm. Based again on director Frank Capra's own family. Frank Capra's family emigrated from Sicily in 1903. Huh. Yeah. Nice. Did you notice the gym floor that opens up? Yes. That is uh, the same, that is still in existence today. It was filmed at the Beverly Hills High School in Beverly Hills in wow. California. Still in use today, it was actually used in another similar dance scene in a film called Whatever It Takes in the Year 2000. Huh. So they had the similar idea. I knew right it there. was real. It just yeah. looked – there was too much of it mechanically. What about the raven? Did you notice the bird? Yeah, just yeah. Uh, oh, Uncle Jimmy, George's Jimmy, – <laughs> Jimmy the raven. 
Weird. It appeared in more than a thousand movies, including The Wizard of Oz. What? That crow was the one that landed on the scarecrow. Has it got its own IMDb? I think so. <laughs> That's the same crow. Can you believe it? Anyway. That's wild. Three questions for Trev. Hit me. What do you think the 8000 that Uncle Billy loses is worth in 2024 money? Wow. I mean. What would you estimate? It's got to be a million bucks or something, doesn't it? It's $130,000. Okay. Right. Uh, what yeah, about the, it was like a daily deposit, yeah. kind of, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, what about yeah. the twenty grand a year that George was offered for three years? What do yeah, you reckon well, that'd be worth? That, that's like a half million dollar job. Four hundred and sixty thousand times three is one point three eight million dollars. Mm, knocked it back. Question three: Did George and Mary stay married, and do they ever leave Bedford Falls? Uh, yes and no. So they, yes, they stay, stay married, married and, and no. they don't leave Bedford. No. You mean not even on a holiday? Oh, I mean, do they, they ever traveling? leave? Yeah, they, they go, go traveling, traveling yeah. Right. But they never leave the, the no, town. No, they're, okay. they're, they're stalwarts. All right. Well, that was It's a Wonderful Life that you've now seen. Mm. Give it a wrap-up and rating, please. So it's a 10 for me. Wow. Seriously? I loved it. 10? I utterly loved that movie. Wow. I really, really enjoyed okay, that movie. Yeah, well. But I'm a nine I, five. I don't, I'm I don't, a nine point five. I, I think it's the just the raw story, yeah, the wow. emotion that it generates. Wow, man, okay. I loved it. I really enjoyed there that movie. Go. But I'm weirdly, glad. it's I'm not glad. one that I can see myself watching. Like I can't, I can't see Amanda enjoying it. You um, reckon? No, nah. I've watched this with Joe, no. and she liked it. Yeah, well, yeah. our wives, not the same. <laughs> um, <laughs> She doesn't like a nice, wholesome, a nice, good feel-good movie. I don't mate. see her having the attention span to, really? to watch this. Um, wow! wow. You know, I, I, I really loved it. I really enjoyed the movie. I'm glad to hear that, mate. I'm I, very um, glad to hear that. I rated every part of it. From you know, I wasn't disappointed in the black and whiteness of yeah. it. Yeah. I initially I, you're a bit, oh, what have we got here? But then it grew on yeah. you, didn't it? Yeah. You just got to you got to go of the time at yeah. that moment. You got to rewind yourself yeah. and go. Hang on a minute. Let's be real. Um, yeah, but I just I love the story. I love the fact that it had this long explanation of a character that yep. end, you ended up buying into so deeply and understanding because totally. that whole telling Clarence about the character, yeah. and then seeing his life in later, yeah. it meant you you were fully bought in on George. Yeah. I, I I love the fact that uh, it, that were him showing. Look, this is if you didn't exist, this is what Massive. this town would do. He was such an influence on the if town. If that does, if you watch yeah. this and and don't have that thought, yeah. You know, we don't, we don't have to get into suicide and stuff, but yes. that, 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 that would have to have an impact on people. Like seeing Mr. Gower, like during the movie, Mr. Gower has been was one of his biggest supporters. That's and right. He knew he did him a solid back in the day. Yeah. And he and I think the voiceover said he never told a soul about what he did. Nope. And so that really endeared him them together. But and then to see seeing him, him as a bum and went to jail, I'm thinking, wow, just that alone was thinking, wow, yeah. George wasn't around. His brother died Full as well. His yeah. brother would have died. So that that was pretty emotional. There you go. I'm glad you liked that trip. Yeah. There you go. I've uh, no, another good choice. Once I told again. you, you'd be shocked by my <laughs> feelings. Well, let's talk about next week. Shall All right, we? hit me. Next week, it are totally different sort of movie. Next oh, really? Week. Varsity Blues. This is a high school football movie oh released God. in 1999. How many football movies have we done? We've done. Uh, I'll tell you next week how many we've done. Okay, okay right that's yeah. part of the show next right week. Yeah. Right but yeah. released in 1999, starring James Vanderbeek. Paul Walker and John Voigt. Paul Walker. Paul Walker, who uh, hmm. Fast and the Furious. Uh, what hit show? What hit ninety show? Dawson's Creek. Ah, oh, you guessed it. Man, I already know that. 
Well, the choices were Melrose Place, Dawson's know that name? Creek, Beverly Hills, 90210, Northern Exposure. Mate, I get points for getting Dawson's it right Creek. before the even wow, questions are. before the buzzer and gets it right. He's he's a bit like the name is so unique. Yeah. Are you a Dawson's Creek fan, were you? No, I think I well, might have been wife, with someone at the time was, who was. was might Amanda not be my was. wife. Way okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it there, shall we? <laughs> Join us next week for Varsity Blues. But I'm really pleased that you liked It's a Wonderful Life. It's, it is very, a wonderful very life. pleased. It yeah. is a wonderful life. And and let's just have a real quick discussion. Not a chick. Not a Christmas movie, you reckon? No. Because uh, there's a little bit of trivia that actually the whole film culminates on Christmas Eve. It's never Christmas Day in yeah. the movie. It's, Mate, it's leading up to th- Christmas. Th- that's just it's just a it's a, it's a it's a set dressing that it's Christmas. It's okay. irrelevant. So as as much as much a non Christmas movie they as don't, Die Hard. They don't even they don't even draw on your emotions yeah. around his. His decision to end yeah, his life at Christmas, at Christmas time. Yeah, they okay. don't really draw on because they're dressing the tree. Other and than the fact they're dressing and, the tree. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Mate. Fair call. Fair point. All right. That was It's a Wonderful Life. We look forward to you joining us next week for Varsity Blues, Trip. See, See you, ya, mate.